There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. A lot to talk about here, especially with Kelly Clarkson on Watch What Happens Live. She oh. was absolutely stunning and amazing. You know what? They were on fire. She was so fun. I'm so happy. Gosh, we love her. Oh, she, and she looked great. She looked great. She was in a look like a Laura Ashley or a gunny sack dress from the 70s. And with, with fun a wild jewelry, necklace wild. on. Very Stevie Nicks. And her blonde hair looked beautiful. Her makeup was gorgeous. Gorgeous. And Andy in his blue and white striped linen suit with just the navy tee. He just looked very handsome. Very yes, dapper. he did. I was just like they real impressed with those. Really good chemistry, I thought. Uh, they sure did. Uh-huh. And she had been on his radio show last yes, week and they had right. some time together. So um, here, this is a question from the audience. And Kelly is asked about uh, her special relationship with Reba. And just FYI, Reba was married to Kelly's husband's dad his name was narvel blackstock yes and they broke up about five or six years ago reba divorced him yep before kelly and her husband blackstock got divorced that's right they were still married Mm -hmm. and then you know kelly ends up divorcing brandon blackstock Blackstock. narvel's son yep and she and reba had always stayed friends even though reba was no longer her mother-in-law but that's just for you to know, she doesn't spell it out like, hey, we both divorced black stockmen because they were dirty dogs. She didn't go there, but here's what she says. The radio extensively last week about yeah. your your split from your man and how emotional this album is. And it's yeah. not just a breakup album. It it's is, whole it's the whole thing. It's yeah. really the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I love the track Rock Hudson, which just Thanks. dropped the new yes. single. Uh, it's so great. But, I, you know, one thing I forgot to ask you is we talked about your current relationship with your ex, but I've been wondering what is your relationship with your former mother, former stepmother-in-law, Reba McIntyre? How will that oh. be affected by oh, your not at all. split? Not at all. No, I mean, we were friends before. Okay. Like Brandon and I, I, we even got together. So, yeah. I mean, as a matter of fact, literally, we were talking about before she signed up to The Voice, we were we were texting each other about that. And we text each other all the time. Like, yeah, I don't, we're, I think we're both, you know, women of, of sound mind that know that, like, life doesn't work out sometimes. I mean, I well, she would know best. Yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yes, yes. Like literally the yes. same thing. Yes, exactly. Okay, so literally right. the same. So yeah. now, don't you remember that Reba's husband, Narvel, Narvel, 
I believe, left Reba for her best friend. I think so. Wasn't that it? I'm yeah. going gonna to Google that, but I'm almost pretty sure. Yes. So basically, she wouldn't say it. No, she didn't. But Because people said, why did you leave and what would you do? What red flags would you look for next yes. time? Yes. She would never say my husband cheated on me. She right. never said that. No. But, she talks all the yes. way around it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I like that. I mean, she's just they did a song together. I mean, they, yes. they've known each other forever. Yeah. A long time. And then, um, this I thought was kind of interesting. Um, you know, got gossip nostalgia, if you will, because this song goes all the way back to like whatever, 2010 talking about, uh, since you've been gone and Clive Davis be, being in charge of Kelly's career. She's talked about it. Uh, she seemed to be surprised. She didn't know that he'd written a memoir a couple years ago. I thought that was very. I thought she was joking at first. No, she said he wrote a memoir. Yeah, really? so let's play okay. it. To Clyde Davis since he released his memoir with all of his untrue stories about you. Wait, he has a memoir with stories about me. Yeah, <laughs> I thought she was kidding. He does. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah, they're talking about me, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> I have a well, you know, he he said in the book basically that it was it was a bunch about um, since you've been gone, the song since you've been gone, and he yeah. was saying that I would he love really to know his wanted version. you. His version was that he kind of had to force you to record it, that you didn't want to include it on your album. Well, here's why. Let's give some backstory, yeah. Davis. Um, <laughs> I was lied to. And they told me, hey, there's these producers that want to work with you. Yeah. And there's this song, and it had, like, dummy lyrics. Like, there was no really, it was like, you know, it was like that. And they didn't really have, like, lyrics yet. Yeah. Like, fine. And they were like, we just want you to work with them. And I was told to write to the song, flew me to Sweden. Okay. Like, I get there. And these two people were like, who's, um, you know, uh, Luke and um, Max. Yes. Were Dr. not Luke. told that I was writing to it and just already had it written. And I oh. looked like a fool because I walked nice. in and they had, the label had told me something completely different. And I just think that's a red flag too. Like little, yes. why, why lie to me like that? Why yeah. not just get me to go there and then they'll have the song. To, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I don't, I don't like the line. Um, so that's why I have a bad vibe with that song. Yes. The origin story. So I know. And there's a lot of, there's, it's there's other things facts that people well, like to leave out. Yes, well, well, but there's other there's other drama relating to that song as like the whole Dr. Luke thing. But I wonder, I wonder from you, given all that backstory with the song, we were playing it during the commercial break. Everyone's going crazy and yeah. singing it. It's how do you separate sing. the baggage? from mm -hmm. the song that came before with the love that people have for it. Do oh, my you? gosh. I'm such a great compartmentalizer. You are, yeah. right. Yes. Okay, yes. so you know that I song is a banger, aside, and you will sing it forever. And I sing the hell out of it on Good. the tour. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would never Good. not I love it, because yeah, that's yeah. a great song. And, and a little history on that yeah. is that um, Since You've Been Gone was um, recorded by Kelly, mm -hmm. but it was written and produced by Max Martin and Dr. Luke. Yep. And Max is the one that lives in Sweden or yeah. wherever she flew to. But originally, Max wrote that and with Pink in mind. Mm -hmm. And Pink turned it down, and then it was given to Hilary Duff, but she rejected it because she couldn't hit the higher notes. Yeah. Then it was given to Clarkson after Clive Davis convinced the writers to give it to her. So he had him give it to her. But and then, then she lies to her and says, you're going to write the lyrics. And All as a way to get her to record this song. And wow. epically, she talked about how she felt chained 
to American Idol and broke away with the second album, and I feel like she gave him all the royalties or something. She, you have to buy yourself out of she the contract. Out of the contract. She had to sell enough albums yeah. and have. I don't think her and Clive Davis know each other. No, yep. not at all. Um, and then here's just this is the third time Kelly's been in the clubhouse. I did get a kick out of her. She kept spinning her chair around like she Loved was on the it voice. On the voice, it was so. Cute. It is so fun to have those spinner chairs. But so here's Kelly for the third time uh, playing "Plead the Fifth. The fifth. Here we go. I have three questions. You may plead the fifth. Okay. To only one. I feel like I already did that, but okay. Uh, yeah, Kelly Clarkson. Okay. That's you, me. You once revealed on your show that celebrities were rude to you following your American Idol yes. win. Can you name one uh, of those celebrities? Uh, 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 uh. Okay. Uh, she uh. She pleads the fifth. But I will say a lot of them ended up on shows like the one I'm from. Yes. Yeah. Um, can you name... It's funny what money does. Yes. <laughs> can you name an American Idol winner from the last five years? <laughs> No. Yeah. I can't name a In voice. In fairness, I, I, I don't... Oh, man. Okay. Huh. No, no, no. I got one. No. Am uh, I at No. Okay. No, um, I don't have one. Last up. I feel like... In 2021, you confessed... <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, <laughs> you did... You confessed... Uh, <laughs> Pooping in a bucket in the oh, middle of okay, a concert, yeah. which begs the question, have you ever peed yourself on stage? Shania oh. Twain was sitting in that chair. She has peed herself on stage. Still here? Does it in the moment? Or yeah, right, yeah not like, that chair, um, yes. No, I've never done that. Okay. I just, I had food poisoning twice. Okay. In 20 years. Okay. Yes. And, and once was in Germany. I destroyed that bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it was like... Bridesmaids. <laughs> oh yeah. And then I mean sweat, like everything. I was like, something's wrong. Deep down. Um and uh then yeah, Staples Center. I have not many people have been cheered on while <laughs> and I have Thank you, Kelly Clark. Oh my she's god. So cute. She's just epic. And the I best. think she was talking about Katy Perry when she said it's funny I, I, what money does. Well someone else speculated Mariah Carey. You know, could yeah, have, yeah. could have been because I don't feel like Early on, I wonder how they would have seen it. Yeah, but yeah, either Right, right. Could have been Mariah. Yeah, could have been. Yeah, could have been. So we don't know. Right. Mm -hmm. But you know she wasn't talking about anyone who'd been on The Voice. No, she's, she's dear friends with Pink, though. Yes. She just says, Pink and I have always, there was kind of a talk that we'd go out Well, they her. did that one song together. Yeah. And, yeah, they're never in the same sync. Yeah, of um, she's promoting an album the, when I'm writing one. I'm right. writing one when she's out and about. But yeah, I like kind of, I like knowing that she did make it clear. You know, she and Carrie Underwood they they don't have beef, but they don't have a friendship. Yeah, they run into each other at award shows. They seem like different people to me. Carrie Underwood seems like she's got a stick up her butt. Well, she was, doesn't seem fun. That's what I was going to yeah. say. She doesn't seem like she's, Kelly yeah. Clarkson is what you see is what you get. Mm -hmm. Carrie's very good at what she does mm -hmm. and she's talented, um, but they don't feel like they have the same vibe at all. No, she has a reserve around yeah. herself. And she was on another, uh, she was on uh, Apple Music's Zane Lowe show and she told Zane she would have never gotten through her divorce if she didn't take Lexapro for a couple of the. It's an antidepressant. Mm -hmm. It's an antidepressant. Yeah. yeah. She said, I wouldn't have made it through. It was so sad for me because, of course, you know, 
She found out her husband cheated on her in a million little ways. He cut her with a million paper cuts and and then broke her heart and stole money and was nefarious. And the reason she was asked kind of at the same time to be on American Idol and The Voice, but because her husband, Black, well, Brandon Black Black Sock, Sock, was Blake Shelton's um, manager at the same time. And it was easier for all three of them to be in the same place. Yeah. So I thought that was. Yeah, that, that made sense. Uh-huh. Totally did. All right, listen, it's time for the Dirtler. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's Lori and Julia here for First Equity. Saw David today, and we were just catching up. And I'm like, well, what's going on? He said, well, it's still, it's still a market where people are ready to sell. They're ready to sell. And there's more. Um, there's less inventory sorry, and more sellers. More sellers. More buyers. I yeah, mean. he said and it's, so. so it's competition, competition. It is a competition. He said, we're just helping people figure it out. And he said, we were doing some math equations for people. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, seeing if people have got some de- credit card debt that they could qualify for refinancing. And then when the interest rates go down, we, we refinance, we'll refinance it. Yes. He said, but people are... They can save too much money if they have equity in their house. He said, we'll do the math. Yes. We'll figure, we'll. Call them up. Yeah. Credit card debt is a killer. It's, I mean, some interest rates are like 28%. That's crazy. So first equity, let them be your partner. 763-251-8000 or go to my talk keyword, David. This is a my talk dirt alert. Okay, Grant, what do you have for us? Well, today? we're going to just get a recap. If anybody hasn't been listening, is just tuning in, we mm-hmm. have to mention what you've been talking about since mm-hmm. the start of the show. Madonna hospitalized for a serious bacterial infection and has postponed her celebration tour as of right now. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any updates as no. from what you said earlier, but um, yeah. The, the tour was going to launch Vancouver July. July 15th. We're what, like 17 days away or so? Wow. So we're just definitely keeping her you know, in well, our thoughts. Well, this is what Guy O'Siri uh, wrote on Instagram. On, manager. Yeah, yes. on Saturday, June 24th, Madonna developed a serious bacteria, bacterial infection which led to several days stay in the ICU, which he just releases today, Wednesday, so it's right. been six days. Her health is improving. However, she's still under medical care. Full recovery is expected. At this time, we will need to pause all commitments, mm. which includes the tour. Oy. So. Yeah. Scary don't, situation. Don't. Yeah. You're not going to. Yeah. People, plans will have to be changed. Change. Yeah. And this is not. This is serious news mm. for Madonna. It's very serious. <gasps> yeah. Something that. Uh, I got so many texts from people. Jason, my brother, yeah. my sister, oh, my sure. friend. Well, and didn't we have a suite with our we bids do, for we kids? Do have a suite. You know? I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yeah, so we do we're going to have to get some information at some point in time. Well, sure. You know. It'll be rescheduled, but it's just like this is like a, I, I know she will be devastated about this because she's been working hard. Mm-hmm. She's been 
posting yeah, from rehearsal. And, you know, she takes, she's a very disciplined person. Yeah. And, Always has been. Yeah. And Always apparently, you know, the dancers have been, I hire everything. I mean, it's just yeah. it's disappointing. And I just hope Madonna's going to be okay. Yeah. We, and, and you know what? All things, they sing. she's doing a little bit better. She's still in care at the hospital, right? But she's doing a little bit better, right? From I mean, what they're we not going to, you know, yeah, they're not I gonna mean, give with the fact that we even have this is like kind of, yeah. A, a guy Siri, I think somebody was probably going to publish something. Good. And he got out ahead of it. He yeah. And, of it. and that's just, you know, going back to the Jamie Foxx situation. You know, we haven't mm-hmm. heard much at all. Cameron Diaz spoke on it. John Boyega just recently shared. If you know who John Boyega is, he starred in uh, Star Wars, yeah. but he's a good friend of Jamie Foxx's and he finally got a phone call with him and didn't give oh. much information, but he said that he is doing fine and he's hoping that, you know, everything's going to work out. But he this actually. This is why Jamie Foxx's people don't want him to talk to anybody because yeah. people keep talking. Every single time yeah. someone gets a phone call, uh-huh. Nick Cannon did it, everybody did yeah. it. Yeah. And yet his, his team is keeping it quiet. So it it is good to hear that at least we have some news on Madonna, but let's go to the Croy and Kim Zolciak divorce. The drama oh, continues. And these this, are Atlanta folks, people. Yes, this is Real Housewives of Atlanta. Kim Zolciak now originally in this situation, Croy had been accusing Kim of having a gambling problem, which is documented back in 2020 with his, by her daughter. When they were supposed to go out to dinner, she stopped at a casino and let her daughter sit in the car for over an hour. This is a, via, a tweet from her daughter. But now it has come out. That Croy himself has been sued for $52,000 by a casino that he took out a credit line in the Bahamas after weeks of accusing Kim herself of having an online gambling Do these problem. I didn't know you can know. take out credit oh, lines at casinos uh, in the Bahamas. Lori, you could do it in Vegas. Well, the, oh, if you yeah, have yeah. a history, you oh, could really? take out a credit line. And this I, seems dangerous. Okay, yeah, and I, credit, yeah. I read like an article about the how much the odds have changed in Vegas mm-hmm. over the past like five years. Mm-hmm. You know, because remember... You win four hundred dollars when you play slot machines, and I slot machines, and I'd win four cents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, seriously, Grant, I was having like Horseshoe. nineteen cents mm-hmm. as wins. I mean, it's really different. People, how does this have to relate to Croy? He's stupid. Okay, okay. Just wondering. So, I'm going to tell, this- tell you it all back around. They're so dumb. They have no money, and yet you take they a were, lot of. They're well. They've they got addiction problems. And That's they, what it is. It's he, an addiction problem because. T- yeah, it's Gross. addiction, clearly. And he took out not 52000 He took out a $100,000 line of credit at this Bahamas casino. He used fifty two to gamble, used some of it for other things. But he said that he would immediately pay it back and that he had the money uh, and that he had gambled away. And he assured them that he had the money in his in a SunTrust bank account. However, the company, which is Sky Warrior representing this casino, claims that he uh, he has not paid out. Uh, any of that $52,000, and they're expecting it back as soon as they can. So just very, very interesting to see how he kept I bet her. Kim is trying to get back on Atlanta Housewives so fast. Oh, I'm sure. She's calling Andy day and night. Yeah, and I learned uh, earlier today, I did some research. He, in his biggest contract, Croy signed, was a $4 million contract, but in his years in the NFL, he made $14 million. In, he in, did, in well, so right, he to, had money. He had some money, but yeah. they were spending it. But I feel it, like they, they were spending spend it, it like yep. drunken sailors. They were spending it like no he had No disrespect men. to our sailors. But yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think or they, drunkenness or drunkenness. <laughs> but yeah, I think that they 
they just assumed it would always be there. But no, the, the, like you guys said, too, I think we were having the discussion. The money ran out and that's when the punches came out. Yeah. You know, this All is, yeah. is good where you live in the high life and get by with it. Yes. Yeah. So let's go over to some really awesome news about Lizzo. Now, we've, yes. learned, uh, we've learned a couple times that Lizzo is obsessed with Queen Bee Beyonce. She said it at the, um, I believe it was at the Grammys. She talked about her and mm-hmm. how she changed her life. She also talked about how Beyonce changed her oh, life. That's and, right. Little Lizzo. Yeah. Li- looking at Beyonce. Yeah. Little Lizzo. She said, in fifth grade, I skipped school to see you perform. My sister got me out of school and they went to go go see Destiny's Child and she'll never forget it. That was at the Grammys. Yeah, because I think Beyonce's like eight years older than Lizzo. Exactly. And then uh, the other part to it is she also mentioned on Carpool Karaoke her obsession, but get this. Full circle, it has come, the moment has come with Lizzo and she's loving this. On Tuesday night, Beyonce, where uh, Lizzo was attending a Beyonce concert in Poland, Mm -hmm. and she was singing the song Renaissance, and she mentioned a bunch of great icons like Lauryn Hill, Kelly Rowland, Aretha Franklin. Yeah, she names Lizzo. Lizzo, And they caught it on camera. She turned around, and Lizzo was crying because she was so happy. Oh, my gosh. That's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. She's at, she's living a good now life. Now that's the, that's the concert I can just full time focus on. I, I guess can't believe is Beyonce, it. July twentieth. Oh, Lori, there you go. There's mm-hmm. something to focus on. So you on. needed a full time concert. Uh, well, I mean, I was splitting my time between Madonna and Beyonce, wondering what I was going to wear to each of them, and now, now circumstances have changed, and I can just focus right. on Beyonce. We we are going to revisit. Um, Celebrity Gossip Nostalgia. And this is going to be for people who have followed their gossip, let's say, for the last mm, 25 years. And there used to be someone who was always present in the fashion world, almost as present as we felt that Joan Rivers was. And that was Stephen Kojikoro. Kojo! Kojo! And Kojo, he was amazing. I mean, when red carpet pre-shows were not the norm or before anyone with a TikTok or an Insta account could be an obsessive pundit on Celebrity Star, we had Kojo. He was at the very beginning of it. He's a Canadian writer and TV show host. He's now 50. That's how young he was when he got started. And he hustled tirelessly in his early career to get legacy media to take style seriously as he did. He became People Magazine's first West Coast fashion editor in 1997, and he was the first out gay fashion correspondent for NBC's Today Show during the highly watched Matt Lauer, Katie Couric era 20 years ago. And his persona was so vivid that Jimmy Fallon parodied him on SNL in 2001 with his spiky hair and his very funny declarations about fashion. Uh, And his he was very. He was he was everything. But he was very exacting, shall we say that way, in his analysis of people who are winners and losers in the you know celebrity dressing game. He was loud. He was memorable. But even a decade ago, you guys, even just a decade ago, 10 years ago, pop culture was not so kind to people who were LGBTQ in America and very out loud about it and very, um, you know, he just... 
he was just unquestionably in his, his self and his stories about fame often go. Kojo's fame came at a personal high price. So he had this shock of spiky blonde hair. I tried very hard to find some of his clips from the Today Show yesterday. There are some from Entertainment Tonight. There's a few, but there's not a lot. But his passion, um, and and the Hollywood Reporter just did um, a story with Kojo. Because his story, like, where did he go? Mm-hmm. And he, he told the Hollywood Reporter that he... I grew up watching the Bond girls, Greta Garbo, Marlene Dietrich. I was not interested in what anyone like Khloe Kardashian wearing denim jaggings who goes to Popeye's and, and Kala Bosses. I wanted glamour, goddesses, fantasies, and his commitment to those ideals. He did all, he did spicy on camera interviews with Sarah Jessica Parker, Julia Roberts. Britney Spears. Britney Spears asked, had him conduct like one of her most delightful interviews she ever did because she loved Kojo. The 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 people he was critiquing, they liked him. And so he became a celebrity of his own kind. And Jeff Zucker personally sought out Kojo personally in 2000 after reading his People magazine column called Behind the Scenes. Mm-hmm where he would talk about the fashion that was on the red carpet the week before. And so what started is this people-branded segment on the Today Show each week, then sent him into a regular correspondent, and he would cover. He went to New York, I mean, to uh, Milan and Paris for the fashion shows. He would bring back trends and gossip. Remember, we just we we loved, loved it, him. and we didn't really have a way of playing the audio at the time. You know, on our show, it wasn't an easy way to get it, but we would just giggle about these segments. And he said, um, he said, but behind the scenes, what was happening is that I horrified the ultra conservative parents. I was their scary gay son at their breakfast table in the morning. And he said, um, and because I was so fearless about what I would say, I just thought everybody had my back. And he said during his first Paris Fashion Week for the Today Show, Kojo told Katie and Matt the emerging theme was a new kind of femininity. And Lauer asked him, well, did you see anything feminine backstage? Well, now we know what a creep he is. You know, Matt Lauer, mm, wondering sure, if he saw sure. anybody naked. Sure, sure, sure. And Kojo said, yes, the hairdressers. Okay. <laughs> and um, so it this huge spotlight, and it would, Katie started laughing, the crew started laughing right. because everyone else on the set knew that Matt was like talking about, but the audience didn't. Sure. And so he said, so I was like, I created this character for myself. I was Mick Jagger in a top hat, the ringleader of this fabulous circus. I drag people for their clothing, but it's just clothing. I knew the line. But I woke up one morning in 2003, and there's a headline on a blog, Kojo, a case for gay bashing. That's when it started connecting to violence. Other publications like Detail Magazine and the Washington Post followed suit with blunt and hurtful opinion pieces about whether Kojo was too gay. 
for television. Mm -hmm. And he said, that was just, I was like, oh, here we go again. I dealt with this when I was a kid. Um, He said, I've always found humor is my weapon to deal with people who want to bash me for being who I am. He said, you know, I was the son of a dressmaker. I was bullied in Montreal in the playgrounds because, um, you know, I was girlish and I loved fashion and I did prance and he feared going to parks. But so he just learned to be a funny kid. Mm-hmm. That's how he got over it. And he thought no We're one. talking about Stephen Colgicaro. Yeah, he thought no one could t- touch him. And the Today Show turned into a nine-year gig on Entertainment Tonight and that coupled with side jobs on shows like American Idol meant his lifestyle could catch up to a su- success. He, you know, bought multiple homes in Beverly Hills. He bought some cars. Then in 2004, when he got diagnosed with a kidney disease and had to get two transplants, he was benched from his beloved carpet and scared for his life. He began spending money like he was dying. He also had to navigate choppy political waters at work he gave a sit-down interview to oprah yes he about did. his illness and the regime at the today show they hesitated and they got rid of him well he kind of yeah he was dismissed soon after that i mean they did not stand behind him he turned to alcohol to cope and in a few short years he lost everything and instead of being, you know, besties with all these A-listers, he wound up on an air mattress in a studio apartment. And he sold off his incredible clothing and furniture archive so he could live bottle to bottle. And he was offered a home to stay at in Rancho Mirage where I could dry out. He said it was the darkest of dark. And one afternoon in 2016, he needed booze and cigarettes. He put on his python boots his Dior jeans, his trademark hair extensions for a walk to a gas station. Ten feet into the journey, he began to lose consciousness. The adhesive from the extensions melted, <laughs> rolled into his eyes, blinded him like acid. Oh, my God. He said, I found a sliver of shade under a palm tree, and I realized how ridiculous this was, and I needed to get help. So he returned to L.A., threw himself into the AA program and he's been sober for five years. And so he's ready to get back to work. He's back on Instagram posting photos of celebrity street style and carpet glam. And um, I was just so glad to hear about it, but it really does make me sad because he was everything. everything. And then, you know, I really had no idea that the bashing, was getting to him and right. that, you know, that there was all that heat and that the Today Show didn't have his back, damn it. He's so good. Anyway, so, yeah, we cannot, this was only, you know, 20 years ago and you wouldn't think something like that would happen. You're right, Lori. He he was everything to us, Grant. Yeah, he really was. He really Aww. was. He was he so was I, I'm glad, well, I'm he's, glad that he's sober. He's back and follow him mm-hmm. on Instagram and I hope someone takes a chance and he always was just ah uh, loved his his uh, snap and humor for fashion. Yes, absolutely. All right, listen, um, we got to go. We'll be okay. That's the Billy Joel version of "We Didn't Start the Fire." Fallout Boy. Um, they did an updated cover of uh, "We Didn't Start the Fire," referencing all the new stuff. Because if you it. think about that, "We Didn't Start the Fire," I mean, that is such a great song. Oh.
how Billy Joel name drops all these things. Everything through history. Yeah, it's so good. Um, and so Fall Out Boy does it. Do we have the... Yes, we have the song. And like bit. you said, this is the now more updated version to current times. And yeah. it's fantastic. It, oh, let's and unlike Billy Joel's version where the chorus ends with the lyric, no, we didn't light it, but we tried to fight it. Fall Out Boy's, no, we didn't light it, but we're trying to fight it. I love it. Yep, yeah, this is great. I love the yeah. Iron Man, Tiger Woods, yeah. Pokemon. I mean, you, you gotta give them points for really being clever there. Yeah, and you know, I, and that's a great song. Oh, great no song! Matter I, what. I always tell this story whenever I talk about it. You guys know my obsession with Billy Joel. Yes. Um, I was talking to Hannah. She saw Billy Joel. At, that was at, her first concert. No, nah, it was oh, uh, no. Paul McCartney. But she saw Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden, which of is one of my dreams. Did. And um, my eighth grade teacher and Mr. Cave. Greatest assignment of all time. If there's any teachers listening, great idea. And you could use this new one now. Made us write a paragraph about oh. every single thing mentioned in this song. song really. So we had to learn a learn little bit of, of, history. Each, of history. It was the coolest assignment I've ever I done bet. in my entire life. And I'll never forget it to say. So if there's any teachers listening, seriously, apply it mm-hmm. and your kids will, the kids will never forget it. Yeah. It's, and so well, you because can even, it's pop culture tying into education that makes history, it so much yeah. more meaningful. I yes. think when I took like humanities, at the U of M, mm-hmm. my humanities teacher, it was all about Fatal Attraction, the movie, and all the symbolism while she's in white and yeah. everything about it. I was so interested in what yeah. everything meant right. because we were studying a popular pop culture moment, right? yeah, and that's true. what I think they're doing with like Taylor Swift classes or whatever mm-hmm. else it is. It's so much more interesting. It's true. It's relatable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> by the way, Taylor by what way? The Taylor Swift fans are ignoring her. Uh, yeah, they are. About Dear John, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, Speak Now, did it come out today? Yeah, I believe. Or it's coming out. I think it might. It's no, coming out real yet. soon. Soon, yeah, not yet. But anyway, um, she she told them last Saturday to please not attack John Mayer after she played Dear yes, John. Right. But they're they're calling him a pedophile and a groomer, and oh, he's already needs to go and find a cave to hide in or a yacht to. You know, sail away uh, somewhere off the coast of Sardinia, and because the fans are not paying any attention, they are really very. Um, but that's just dumb. I know, but that's what it is. That's what it is. I mean, you know, they they just you know, Swifties. Is she going to say anything? Probably not. No, July seventh. By the way, speak now. The new. Oh, the is new that version. what it is? So Taylor's you know, version. Yeah, not too long from that release. So. Yeah. So. All right. Do you know anything about this trailer? Um, Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe. Does anyone? It's a young adult love book. Do you know this? It's yeah. a well, book. I, it's a book. It's a, it's on a best selling novel now. I don't know the book or the author, but it's based on a best selling novel. And I watched the trailer, and it seems to be this coming of age. Two young men who become friends. Okay. But then there's more than that friendship. Uh, a love, it uh, seems like some sort of love develops between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And w- at one point in time, one of them has to go away to either college or for a year. And, and it's just this like coming of age. Story. Yeah. As they, as they grow through this relationship. And it's, 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 uh, um, it's based on a best selling book, book that came out in 2014 called Aristotle and Dante. Yeah. yeah. Features and- featuring. Eva Langora. Yes, Eva Langoria is in it too. Yeah. It was Eva Langora. Eva Langoria. Okay, I like Eva Langora. <laughs> I know it was produced in part by Lynn Manuel. Yeah. Lynn Manuel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His cousin. His yeah. cousin too. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Listen, it is a lot. 
It yeah. is. Trust me. I, you know me. I butcher names every single day. Right. But look at how long it took for that young adult novel to become a movie. It does take nine or ten years, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Wow. And I also have to do a correction just to uh-huh. go back. Hannah's first concert was it, Elton John. That's I right. Know, we know players. that because her dad told us that, that he orchestrated to make sure she didn't go to dumb one. It, <laughs> like, he, that's really and, a great and, dad. And Claire, he, her older sister, was Paul McCartney. Yeah, and my dad... On behalf of me, but I'll tell this story. He tricked me because he said, Elton John, this is this is a Lion King concert. They're going to oh, play Lion King songs. <laughs> and I came home and I ran to my mom. And he was like, I was like, he only played Circle of Life. Life only one. That's oh, right. That's hysterical. Mom, dad lied. Dad, dad lied. lied. But and he I was love- like, I didn't tell the story because I didn't want to embarrass you. I was oh, like, no, wow. it's funny. Oh, it was funny. Mm-hmm. How funny that your dad wants to, yeah. That's important, your first concert. It is. I'm like... I just did my first year of college, and it is cool to be like, yeah, my first concert was Elton John. That's very cool. Mm -hmm. And then you see him in Madison Square Garden. I saw Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden. Oh, Billy Joel. Yeah. Which was also very, very Very good. What has it been like having a father with so many connections? (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) I mean, I think you said you went to every Broadway show that was um, featured in the Tony Awards. I did, but... My dad had nothing to do with that. That was all me trying to get resale tickets, man. Wow. But do you have a favorite this favorite Broadway this season show? that's playing right now for people? Um, I've been telling people to either go to Kimberly Kimbo, which won the best new show. Sure. Or Yes Parade is good and I'm glad it won. Mm-hmm. But Sweeney Todd is so good and Josh Groban that's is perfect for that role mm-hmm. that if you can, I would say see Sweeney Todd. Oh, also, gosh. especially because it's Stephen Sondheim and he just passed, that it's mm-hmm. like, it's, Sondheim just has that extra like sparkly magic when you yeah. see those shows. Yeah. It's so traditional Broadway. I It was he so loved good. It. I've never seen Sweeney Todd. Oh, we, I, we, I think we saw it in, here at the Orpheum years <laughs> ago, a touring production came. Babies. Okay, maybe you didn't go. I but, didn't go. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen it. I and don't even know the what movie, it's about. The movie is terrible. I disagree you like that movie i actually like the movie a lot is that the one with johnny johnny depp and and and, um oh my god meryl streep is she not meryl streep um helena bottom carter yes okay that's what it is yeah all right all right fine yeah you know what it is we don't like we don't like movies about place (laughs) we i don't i don't really either don't okay i love i think is because, because Tim Burton did it. It's so right. dark and gritty that yes. I actually really like it. And you know, he is, you know, he is a butcher who will serve you his <laughs> wife in a pie. So it is He's a, a dark barber. Fa- a, a barber, barber, excuse me. The a butcher's barber. cousin. Yeah, the butcher's cousin. But I mean it is a dark it's it's fairy scary. Tale they, story. You see Josh Groban literally slip people's throats on stage and like blood runs down their shirts. It's like Maybe don't bring the kids to no, this one. No, <laughs> right. Yeah, this I is, love it. This is definitely PG thirteen. It yeah. totally is. Okay, thank you, Hannah, so much. Of I, course, I like having our little New York the Broadway report. I really do. Okay, so tonight we've talked about it. We've talked about it. Hijack. It's available on Apple. I, I bet Grant watches it tonight. Um, yes. Rock Hudson. All that heaven allowed is premiering tonight. Is that on HBO? HBO, and then it'll be on yeah. Max tomorrow. It'll be on Max tonight. They go the same night. Oh, do they? Yeah, they're okay. the exact same. And then we want Hulu to tell us why we should keep paying for them. I don't know. Well, remember we had this conversation. So the one thing Hulu does is that they have, like, access to a lot of the shows 
right after. So if right. you miss it, ABC, you go, ABC, ABC CBS. Yeah. Yes, like, that's, that's it. it. We always we, have to be reminded. We wanted of it. to remember. It's the, it's the programming that, 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 yeah, those program shows that we, network program shows that you can get, where you don't have to wait for the season to come out. You Got can it. get them pretty instantly. So for you and I that buy network TV, it, it doesn't, yeah. we're still going to find the value. It is kind of amazing that they kept this Madonna news under wrap. I'm for glad to days. know that four days. Wow. I'm glad to know HIPAA can work. Saturday, Sunday, <laughs> Monday, Monday Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, five days. I mean, that's kind of what amazing. What is your math? Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday. Monday, you're oh. leaving out Monday. What well, is no your math? I wonder why my week has been off. I yeah. thought every day was the day in advance. I thought today was Thursday for sure. No, today is Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. You've left out Monday completely. Well, this is on page six right now that... And you might have said this in the whole conversation, but she was strenuously rehearsing for her tour ahead of this health crisis, spent uh, 12 hour days yes, doing this all this. Madonna. She was put, showing like you us said, this. Yeah, putting, like you said, putting everything forward and oh. giving it her all. So, oh. man. Jeez. All right, manage. Um, our Sherry, who's the same age as Madonna and the same birthday, yeah. says she bets she's been t- burning the candle at both ends yep. and is exhausted. Yeah. Oh, we wish you well, Madonna. Hang in there. All right, everybody have a great night. Job done. Off you go.